Welcome to Inspiring Salon Professionals, the podcast that allows every therapist, now tech and stylist to level up, build their career and reach for their dreams. Each episode will be looking at a different area of the industry and along the way, I'll be chatting with salon owners, industry leaders and experts who will be sharing their stories on how they achieved their goals, made their successes, all to inspire you in your business and career. I'm Sue Davies, your host, award-winning salon owner and industry professional. Welcome to Inspiring Salon Professionals. Welcome to Inspiring Salon Professionals and um, back for second episode of what now I think is probably going to be season four. Um, but this episode is from a live that I did on Facebook with Helena Biggs all about Scratch Stars, the Now Industry Awards and it's something that's really, really close to my heart. Anyone that knows me knows I have two of these wonderful awards. One for Salon of the Year Independent from 2014, which now, like 10 years ago, I can't believe it's 10 years ago. And the other from 2017 when I won services to the nail industry. I've always been an advocate for this award system because it is hard work. It's hard to become a finalist and it is even harder to win. Scoring and judging is really really difficult and I now speak from a vast experience I've been judging scratch stars for many years and I know the rigor that we all use to test everybody that is a finalist and how much depth we go to to ensure that the right person or team or company win their award so um, without further ado I'm going to pass over to the interview with Helena um, you will have to excuse there may be some peculiar noises throughout because I had to record this it wouldn't um the recording didn't go to my cloud, so I've had to kind of just record this um, via a device on my laptop. And so there may be, I think there may be some background noises here and there of like notifications on my laptop or um, other things. I can't think, I know there was something else. I think I might have had a phone call at one point on Messenger. So there may be that interrupting it. So apologies for any um, interference with the noise. But um, I really, really hope if it's if you are considering entering Scratch Stars this year or in a future year, that the conversation with Helena really gives you some awareness of what the awards is about and gives you some confidence in entering something that will truly test you as a professional. Thanks ever so much. See you on the other side. Good morning, everybody. Um, and this morning we are um, doing a live with Helena that's going to be going on the podcast as well. Um, and so this morning, welcome Helena Biggs from Scratch Magazine. Thank you so much for having me. Nice to see you. Nice to see you too. I'm just trying to find my Zoom screen so I can see us. Um, right. So this morning we're here to talk about Scratch Stars because it's Scratch Stars time of the year. Um, but first of all, I just wanted to go through just a little bit of the Helena history. So I've got my glasses on so you, all you can see is my Zoom, my ring light. Um, so just... A little bit of an introduction, Helena. Who are you? What do you do? And how did you start doing it? Who am I? Who is she? Who is um, she? <laughs> well, I'm Helena Biggs, and uh, my current role is managing editor of Scratch Magazine. And uh, within that role, I organise the Scratch Stars Awards. I help Alex Box out with some some scoring bits on the Olympia, um, and I kind of get my teeth into a few few different things in the nail world. Um, I originally I started out as a journalist. My role has, has changed. I'm kind of an event person, partnerships, advertising, editorial type person now. But started off as a journalist. Always wanted to be a journalist. Um, well, I say always. When I was about ten, I wanted to be a lollipop lady. But then I wanted to be a journalist. Um, I've always loved communicating, talking. Um, you can't really get me to shut up sometimes. Um, so 
I went to uni, um, did a multimedia journalism degree. And if I'm completely honest, I didn't know what field of journalism I wanted to go into. Um, I actually started out in broadcasting, which suited my chattiness. Um, I did some work in TV and then some in radio, but it wasn't consistent. Um, and then I was asked to just cover um, uh, some Matt Leave cover um, for, for a magazine, for an editor. And uh, it turned out to be flooring and carpeting. So that's where that's where my my journey started in the print journalism world. Um, kind of did did the job in about a quarter of the time I was meant to, and I just became quite bored. So I was applying for other jobs, and went from flooring and carpeting. Saw a job come up for a nail magazine. For oh, I like painting my nails. That sounds fun. Um, that was on. So I interviewed on the Friday at half past three in the afternoon. Um, on the way home, I was called and got the job. And at the Monday um, at Pro Beauty London was my first day. So I'm just coming up to my 15th anniversary next Monday. It's been really that long. But yeah, it must be cause I think, Yeah, because I think when we first met was 2011. So you'd been, you must have been in post Two for years. a year or so yeah. then. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, so it's um yeah, fifteen years. But I I I mean I still can't paint a nail. That's I could, I know how to, um I know how to do any kind of extensions. I know how to do overlays. I can tell you all of that. But I leave the creative and the amazing technical work to our wonderful industry of professionals, and I just serve to make sure that we um offer opportunities, we offer news, we offer information, and we are a source, a resource for their needs. So that is our goal. And so, yeah, events such as the Scratch Stars comes underneath yeah. the umbrella. I know. And it's such an amazing event. And it is, and Scratch, I mean, I, I've been a subscriber on and off, like different points. So I'm not a subscriber at the moment. I think it's because I'm not really in it now. I don't, it's like my subscriptions expired. I think when I was in the middle of moving house and it just kind of, everything just went, ah. and, and yeah, so I sort of, I do the digital issue and go through yep. that. But, you can uh, read that for free now on our website. We made that free, the digital issue. So you can, can view that on our website, top, top left corner uh, when that comes out. But um, yeah, if you want your hard copies, um, a lot of people love their print copies. I know, I've, I've still got a library of Scratch. It's, um, <laughs> it's, I don't know where it is at the moment, actually. It's around somewhere. It somewhere. hasn't been packed since I've moved, but it's around somewhere <laughs> in a big box. And um, I did have, oh, yeah, years and years worth of Scratch. Mm. And obviously, it's one of the things I, I was very privileged to be a columnist, and I've been on honoured to be included in several articles and things over the years. So it's always a great thing for the nail industry. And I think it's just, you know... You may love some of it, you may not like some of it, but it's just, there's so always so much valuable takeaway information in there that you can get. And with lovely people writing in it as well, you know, that have got so much experience. And the, the Scratch team are just like, they're always just so nice. <laughs> oh, that's I'm not even next to you kind of like saying, oh, please say that. But no, I yeah. think that's the thing. I mean, we we work really hard over print um, socials and website now to just produce so much content. There's only three of us producing content. And, um, you know, our job is is to to kind of be first with the information that is helpful and useful. But it's like when you read a paper, um, I don't read the sports section. It doesn't interest me. We try and include as much information from as many brands, for as many techniques, for as many kind of different sources as we can in the hope that a lot of it will engage and inspire you and it's it's up to you what you do with it but we're just presenting all that um, it, and I think that's the nice thing isn't it with the magazine is yeah. that 
you you know there are always going to be parts you know there's always bits that I go I whenever I pick up scratch I always go straight to scratch pads go and see who's in there um and it isn't like you know like the readers bit whenever you know everyone puts their contribution in because you want to see who's doing what and what's yeah. what, what's trending in the salon and stuff so hmm. there's always some really great um things to go and look at in scratch so yeah I can't recommend scratch highly enough it's paid me <laughs> it's paid me well not paid me but it's, it's it's done lots of nice things for me over the years Oh, um, so how do you feel the industry is currently, um, Helena? Because obviously you have like your ear to the ground on a lot of different areas in within the nail industry. So how do you feel the nail industry is faring at the moment? I think there's still some recovery to be done post-COVID. Um, I think that's very apparent um, and it will take some time. I think it, they said it will take about five years for, for people to get back to the level they were pre-COVID. So I think there's definitely a focus on doing things right and people trying to be at the top of their game to really stand out and, and kind of um, make up any lost earnings. Um, I've seen a huge shift towards home salon owners now um, since everything has happened. Um, I think... The consumer likes the convenience and the fact that it, it it's not as much of a, I don't know, as a almost like a presentation going out. Like salon is offers high street salons offer the most amazing experience. It's it's quite exposed. You're in a community, you can chat to other people that are there. Um, but I think home salons, when people just want that quick um treatment in their lunch break or or they you know want to leave their house in their pajamas then they they have that option and i think people have got very used to being quite comfortable um so i've really seen um home salons um dominate the sector and from the professional side as well i think um the the overheads and the financial challenges have led to people setting up within their homes or within their gardens um to make up for that and it's working but we with the good comes the bad and i think that it's so important to have industry networking events and industry events and trade events to to bring those people out from their home salon same with mobile um now technicians anyone that's self-employed or working on a solo basis they need to be involved with the nail industry community so we've seen some amazing um sort of smaller um trade events popping up um you know we've had niche nail network nail order um have done these amazing um one to two day events where yeah. people can really get together and um i think they're so valuable and i can see a lot more of them um popping up so even, even you know like this weekend we've got pro beauty this weekend and the the event that helen ward and i are organizing the career and small business hub is there specific well, is there to support bricks and mortar salon owners, um, but also the home salon owners that are feeling isolated because once you step out of that salon environment and you go home and you go to your garden um, cabin or you go to your garage conversion, you are on your own. Mm. And it, it's, it can be, although you're with clients all day, you don't have that rapport with somebody else that's doing the same job as you. Mm. And um, and I really do feel that, you know, there's a lot of anxiety out there still, and which is why the clients, I think, quite like coming to that one-to-one -one experience because they don't have to engage with people if they don't want to. And, yeah. uh, there's, there's, a whole, there's a whole load of psychology. We've actually got a big um, paddle talk on Sunday about mm -hmm. the industry and how the impacts that are coming. And also how, like, when you go home, do your standards change from what you were in the salon and that kind of yeah. question? Because when someone's not looking over your shoulder in the same way, you know there's a tendency for some that their standards might start dropping a little bit mm. and i think there's been i don't know there's been perhaps feeling that that's something that might be occurring whether yeah. or not it is i think time will tell but it's, <laughs> a, it's a fascinating thing to watch as an industry i think it's self-employment's gone up to something like 65 percent. yeah it's it's a lot and i i do think um again with that challenge um people 
are turning to social media a lot more for to find that community. Um, and like I said, with the good comes the bad, because it's great because you can still engage with people before social media. That would have been a lot more challenging. Who You've been in an email thread or something, yeah. whereas now there are WhatsApp groups. There are, um, you know, there are Facebook sort of forums and groups and pages that you can be a part of. But again, with the good comes the bad. And um, I, I see some very damaging things in those groups. Um, because, for example, someone will go in there and ask, oh, this has happened to my clients now. Um, am I still OK to use that? And unfortunately, where we're not a regulated industry right now, we'll get someone from down the road that's been doing nails for maybe two months and says, oh, yeah, that's fine to do that. You can use that. And it's like, oh, OK, thanks. They're not actually choosing to go to a reputable educator. Um, it's like or, Dr. Forum. It's become like it's it's very difficult to kind of um, realise who who has the reputable knowledge yeah. base. I, know, I mean, I've I've sat on many a, a now group over the years and tried to um, inform and educate on the right pathways. And and I have to say, at this point, I've kind of walked away from it because I can't. If people don't want to hear it, they won't. People don't want to hear. <laughs> They and, will hear um, what they I, want to hear. If everyone up. says it's fine to do to to yeah. if someone's got a greenie or if someone's got you know um, a contraindication, and someone says on the forum, "Yeah, that's fine. I did that on my client, and I had no problems whatsoever." Whereas someone who is like, "No, actually, you shouldn't do this because it could cause this. Your insurance could be invalidated. You could yeah. be risking your client, etc." It's like, well, this one still gets me the money from that treatment. Yeah. So yeah. sometimes people will only hear and listen to what they want to, and I just. I think I'd urge people, and I'm, you know, I'm only talking about a small number of people, but I, I would urge them to look for reputable sources, such as the trade magazines, um, yes. such as, you know, educators for reputable accredited companies. Um, that's where people should be getting information. I do think, unfortunately, with the rise of social media, we have... Um, a lot of people are now within communities that are spreading misinformation, which is damaging for our industry. So um, that's just one sort of issue that I think we're, we're facing at the moment. Is And I think probably on the back of that, we, we should probably move to Scratch Stars because obviously Scratch Stars mm. is all about standards. Yeah. And for me, Scratch Stars has been one of the guiding lights of award systems. And I was so proud to enter it the first time in 2012 when you first started because that application form it's really hard hmm. and it should be and you should have to question your skills your standards your business acumen if you're in one of the business categories um, or even if you're not even in the in the um, regular now categories in the practical categories you still have to look at that and examine that but it but I think it's you know there's so many award schemes out there and you know awards are great they're a fantastic way to market your business if you become finalist or if you're lucky enough to win they're an amazing way to market your business but for me, and you know, we've had this conversation so many times, haven't I? Mm. But for me, it's about that reflection on yourself and on your business. And I think that if more people that were on these forums that are using them as like a, a diagnosis um, event, if more of them were able to actually look at what they were doing and look at the education they've received and are they working to standard, because we do have national occupational standards that we should be working to, um, you know, are you doing all those things? And if you aren't, then you're never going to be able to get through a, a process like Scratch Stars yeah. or, you know, and also like Professional Beauty Awards, you know, they're very similar as well. Mm -hmm. And there's, there, there are, there's several awards out there that are great, but for now, the anal industry, Scratch Stars is just like hands down. Why, why would you not? To me, it's just like a no brainer. See, why that's really, that's really lovely to hear. And it's reassuring because 
that's what I've always strived to do with the awards. It's it's to, I mean, anyone can you know buy a trophy from the internet and give it to someone and and yeah. it, and put a title on it. But ours is about the the journey, the process, and you know a lot of our, our awards titles we have 18 categories this year and you'll notice that the majority of them are of the year so lmp tech of the year because yeah. you have to maintain the standard within that year yeah. and if you enter again next year we'll be assessing on the last 12 months and um yes like we we do ask a lot in our application forms but like you said that, that is important and um a lot of people think oh, i'm not going to bother entering because i'm not going to win it's like you never ever go into a competition or an awards or an event thinking you're going to win that's completely wrong mindset it should be a development journey and becoming a finalist or becoming a winner is the cherry on top of the cake um in terms of what you can do with your marketing but um this is kind of almost like a free it's kind of free cpd filling in one, yeah, of, our, one of our application forms well i think you know and i always used and I know, I think the first time I did, I entered Scratch Stars and did Salon of the Year Independent for that one. I think on that entry, we had to have testimonials. Yeah. Um, and I don't, obviously, I've not entered that for a long time now. But when I, and I entered for three years because I got finalist the first time, finalist the second time. And I was determined <laughs> that I was going to take that trophy home. That's but that. you learned from each experience. Yeah, you? absolutely. Took feedback. And I think at the time I was one of the only people that asked yeah. you for feedback. You were. Um, because I know how valuable that is. You know, from being in now competition management, I know how valuable the feedback is to all those competitors. So I was like, no, I'm going for my feedback. Yeah. So every year I listened to the feedback and I took it on board and I progressed and I moved forward. And my scores improved each year, didn't they? And on the third year, I won. And it was like, and it was like this amazing moment. But I think the marketing thing comes from like even even if you're entering telling your clients you're entering this like huge national mm. scheme and whether you need testimonials or you don't take testimonials from your clients ask them why they come to you mm. and ask them what's excited about coming to your business and for me i did that even when i didn't have to have like multiple testimonials i still did that every time because mm. it was important to for the clients to recognize why they come to you but also for you to understand what it is they like about what you're doing. Yeah. So it's like you have this massive marketing opportunity from the moment you decide to apply. Exactly that. And I think um, what's different about the Scratch Stars Awards as well is that, um, so for example, we have eight categories that are um, what I call technical and artistic categories. So LMP Tech of the Year, Gel Polish Stylist of the Year, um, One Stroke Artist of the Year. People um, uh, for for those um, specific nail enhancements or designs. And the, the thing with a scratch star is that you do a trade show competition such as the FMP comps or um, Nailympia if you literally just solely want to work on your technicality um, and your perfection. Obviously, that's all blind judge. A scratch star, we take into account, yes, how good you are at nails, but also the customer care that you have, the passion you have for the industry, the industry awareness that you have yeah. as well, and how you respond to scenarios. So ours is a bit more of a live action. What are you like on a on a day-to-day -day level? Examining you as a professional. Yeah, exactly that. So it's taken into account a little bit of everything. So, okay, you might not be the best LMP tech in the world or in the country, but you are doing beautiful LMP nails that your clients are happy with. 
they're having a wonderful experience, you're industry aware, you know your health and safety um, knowledge, and uh, you, you know how to respond to difficult scenarios. So when it comes to the, the entire Scratch Stars um, process, when it comes to the judging, uh, when we have our sort of trade test day, when people, yeah, they have to... I've to been do, there and done that as hard. You've done that as well. They have to do the, um, you know, I, I set a brief and they have to do a certain um, task within an hour, depending on their category. But then we do like a five minute chat at the end. I want to call it a chat, not an interview. But each finalist goes and sits at a table. Chat, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we ask three questions, the same three mm. questions to, to the finalists. And, you know, one will be a scenario-based question. So... Your client's um, enhancement has peeled off within two days. How do you deal with it? You know, that that's an example of a question. One, what do you, you know, it could be, what do you look for in an education course to assess that you have industry knowledge, that you're aware of what you should be looking at? And so that's scored as well. And that's so important. And that is what makes a scratch star. Right. It's the all-rounder. So for anyone watching that's thinking of entering, if you if your clients are very happy with your services, you give a great service and you know what you're talking about, then enter. Um, you may not be doing the the most precise, incredible nails in the world, but you are doing really great nails and you are giving a wonderful experience. And that's what makes a scratch star. Yeah, absolutely. And I really, really feel that people undervalue the benefits of doing of doing it because it, it just literally makes you a better professional because you will be looking at all those different things and taking it forward. And like for me, you know, and I mean, I've joked with many of my friends who are really serious nail artists, because um, I'm not a nail artist. I was salon standard nail tech, and I never professed to be anything else. I, I can do a stiletto if I try hard. Not nowadays, probably. Just about put. A, I had to put a form on my nails the other day, and it was really hard. Um, but because it is my skill, I don't use my skill all the time. So it's you know, it's gone back to a very basic level. But but all those girls, you know, they are nail artists and then there are working nail techs that do amazing salon nails. Mm. And you don't have to be, you know, I'm going to quote her, I'm going to use Hazel Dixon here because she is one of our most prolific winners. Or Kirsty Meakin, yeah. you know, and I've known those girls since they were first competing. And they are amazing nail artists and nail technicians and structural amazing people. They can yeah. do amazing things with acrylic. Um, but you don't have to be them. You know, if you want to go into the art categories, yeah, you're probably going to have to compete along that kind of level. But if you're doing, like, you know, pink and whites or you're doing gel polish, you don't need to be a nail artist. And I think there's a real confusion between hmm. being a nail technician and yeah. being a nail artist. And I'm definitely, we know I can't do art. I even wrote a column about it once with me and Carrie, and I've got, I compared me and Carrie Lee Allen's work that we both did on the same workshop. And I was nearly in tears producing mine. And she just yeah had hers done in five minutes and was like oh, help you everyone has their niche and um that's why we have 18 categories because there's so many different facets of the nail industry i mean we could have more and sue and i were just talking before this this zoom and um her, you've already given me some ideas for next year um <clears throat> with regard to some categories because we review every year and see how the industry is changing and you know um we used to have and i know you entered this one fiberglass technique yes that's the one i did that's when i did my practical no stuff. one uses fiberglass anymore really so no. it's but at least but at least at least one yeah but that, but that but because we knew that that when i entered that i think there was myself elise oh lena newberg i think it was and i can't think of, and oh who was it 
was it Beverly? No, it wasn't Beverly Rose. I can't think who the other person was. There was four of us that entered because if you hadn't got enough categories, it was going to be the last time it ever ran. So we all like, no, we all do fiberglass. Yeah. Let's do fiberglass. And Elise won one, which I kind of, you know, I think we all knew that Elise would because she's just so spectacular at fiberglass. But it was, it's testing. Yeah. And, uh, but even yeah. like, like you're going back to what you're saying about the entry forms. Um, so entry is open until midnight on the 10th of March. Yeah. So um, please, I, I will encourage you, please don't leave it to the last minute um, because these these application forms, they do require quite a bit of thought. Have a look at them today. Um, they're on our website, scratchmagazine.co.uk slash scratchstars. All of the dates are on there. Everything you need to know, click on two of the categories that you want to enter because you can enter up to two. Um, read, read the entry form. Don't think about maybe filling it in today, but look at the questions that he's asking you about your business and have a couple of days sleeping on it and just think, make some notes. Be like, oh, yeah, it's asking me that. I need to get that together because um, it will not take you yeah, half you also... before it will. But that's if you've got all of the information to hand. Yeah. And also the photos, because I think this is one of the things with Scratch Stars is that if you and if you are thinking about entering something like Scratch Stars, just remember every time you do like that set of nails that you think I'm really proud of those, take a photograph. Yeah, because I know so many people that have got to a week before Scratch Stars think possibly I might have been one of those people with the fiberglass <laughs> category because I think it was, so that was quite last minute come for me. Um, and so I had to get somebody in to sit and do some photos for fiberglass because mm. I hadn't done fiberglass for ages. Yeah. And I have to have photos of fiberglass nails. Absolutely. And but, um, yeah, it's a bit so having photos and having, I mean, I think most of us now, especially with social media, yeah. it's been so much more prolific. Most of us do have photos that we use a lot. But just make sure that you know that you've got the best lighting and you shine your work in the best light. Absolutely. And um it, the the questions that are asked on each of the entry forms, um, you can probably think about and be like, oh, actually, I don't think I am doing that in my business. Maybe I need to look at that. So it's it's quite a, a development curve. And I know you've said that you've found this before, especially with the feedback. But um, that application form, we do try and figure out what you're like as an all-rounder. Um, I hate using that term, but like you said, it is, you know, the best salon style tech or yeah. the, the the best salon that's out there or, or a great mentor. It's asking you some quite specific questions. And... Um, it will make you think, even if you enter it and think, you know, maybe I won't get through, I don't know. A, you don't know unless you try. Um, so we just encourage you to enter. It's free, so why not? Um, so, you know, definitely give it a go. But looking at those questions, it will start making you think about your business. So if you don't get through this year, at least what you've taken from this award, you don't have to tell anyone you're entering either. Like, it's completely up to you. It's all anonymous. Um I'm, it can be like, right, I'm going to fill in that form, but there are gaps. Um, I'm going to actually sit and work on them in the next year. And so my application will be better next year because Scratch has made me think these are things that they're looking for in a star. So these are things that maybe I need to add to my business. Yeah, it is. And I think, and I, I really do think that that's, that reflection on who you are, where you are, what you do is just, is invaluable. Yeah. And whether, whether you, and it is whether you get to finalist or whether you win, and I've often said, and I have, I have been, I'm sure, and I know I've said it on my podcast, but I, I did a podcast on, on the awards, is that the, mo the most valuable thing is actually for me, although winning that night and everything is amazing, for, for marketing, you're, if you become finalist, you have got an opportunity of how many weeks between becoming a finalist and being a winner. Mm -hmm. um, and you still get all the same, I'm going to the party and all the rest of it. I mean, obviously you get like, you know, your wonderful photo with... Um, I've got one with, I can't try and think, Rick, uh, no, Rick, Rick Edwards. Rick Edwards, um, yeah. And um, 
Oh my Duncan God, James Duncan. Duncan yeah. Jones, that made, I mean, that made my, because it was my 50th birthday that year and it made my year. <laughs> Duncan, oh, yeah. So I, I've loved him since I was about 12, 13 years old. I'm so sad that he uh, he doesn't love females back, unfortunately. Yeah, I know, um, I was a bit gutted. So dash well. my teenage hopes. But yeah. when I got to meet him, uh, we'd actually been offered him for a few years and I was like, you know what, put anyone in front of me and I'll be fine. Celebrities don't phase me at all. But Duncan is my weak oh, spot. He, and he's just so lovely. He was just a delight. Um, so, and I just, I kind of crumbled. And I remember, sorry, just funny little story. Yes. Is Alex also liked him as well. Alex Fox, who obviously co-founder of Scratch. And we got to the end of the event. And um, where the event was, there was sort of the, the green room and the back room outside. But there was also a lift um, that was an exit to the street that the celebrities could go through so that they didn't walk through the, the main bit and um we put him in the lift said bye we're all sort of professional and we were like oh my god thank you so much really appreciate it have a safe trip home but I put him in the lift and it was um yeah one of those um industrial type lifts where yeah. you press the big button and went out press the button and then Alex and I turned around and we did that very sort of girly thing we were just went, oh my god oh my god it was like it, it was beautiful it was beautiful it was beautiful the lift opens. No. Uh, the lift's <laughs> working and we just were, oh, absolutely mortified. I bet. But he would have taken it so well. He oh, gosh. It, I mean, he came back the, the year um, we did it again yeah. after COVID. Uh, he came back and he did a performance. Yeah, the, um, uh, the crowd. Underneath. Yeah, proud. Yeah. Oh, he was um, amazing there. He was. He was dressed in his rocky attire. But it was always it, a really good night and it was a good networking event and it's yeah, always a lot it of fun. But, and um, um, it is actually one of my questions. I mean, there's there's so much to cover in Scratch Dance, but do you know who's hosting it? Have you? And I've not seen the announcement, so... Uh, no, it hasn't been announced yet because I only signed the contract yesterday. So uh, we revealed um, in... What, what I really want to focus on at the moment is getting people to enter. Absolutely. Um, got just over a week left to enter, and I really want the focus to be on that. And then we start teasing the planning of the... Well, yeah. we start teasing the party. Because if you haven't been to Scratch Stars before, you know, I think I think my favourites over the years... It's funny, we were talking about it last night. Um, Joe Swash, oh, my God, he was <laughs> brilliant. Rylan... Oh, oh Rylan's always been lovely. I just, he was... And we, you had him twice, didn't we? We did. It's the only one we've had twice, really. Yeah, but and I, I just think he could just do it every year. I love Rylan. Can't afford him anymore. <laughs> no, I know. See, I'm sure he's quite pricey nowadays. And Duncan, I think they're my favourites. And, um, and oh, Dan... The first one. Dan Lobb. See, Dan not Lob. many people knew him. Know, we did I have a bit. We did that. We, we had a lot of chuckles over Dan Lobb. Yeah. Yeah. I do like Dan Lobb. But, um, yeah, there has been some amazing hosts. So it's always, it's worth going just sometimes to meet the host as well. Meet the host network. We have some entertainment. We've got a free bar this year for two and a half hours. We have a free bar, Prosecco reception. You know what? I'm I'm a party girl at heart. I think a lot I know. of know that. So... I like to put on a big party and um, it is a hell of a lot of fun. I, I make sure that it's something that I really want to go to. And do you know what? My it's... dust carts are just going up the road and I can just hear <laughs> this horrendous noise in the background. So hopefully it's not... thought that horrendous noise was me. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, we, we're at a beautiful venue this year. It's called the Underglobe. It's the same venue as last year. Oh, that's um, nice there. So it's beautiful. It's got um, it's kind of Shakespearean themed. So it has a beautiful mm -hmm. tree, um, and we're not we don't do the whole three course dinner thing. Um, you know, we do canapes, and our focus is on you know a free bar and giving a really great night of entertainment to people. 
we're like, you know what? You'll probably want to sort your own dinner out. Like, sort that out before. Um, canapes will canapes be there. Are always pretty pretty good anyway. be there. Wherever we've been, it's always been quite good. Yeah, and so exactly. You know, we'll give you enough to get. To, we'll give you some lovely canapes to get by. Um, but yeah, I mean, the aim is to. It's very expensive to to put these events on. It's hugely expensive. So we're very grateful to our sponsors that do support us, um, in allowing us to put this event on. But events aren't cheap, and every single year the costs go up. Um, and we have to take that into account. We're in a big central London venue. Um. And we just thought, you know what, we're not going to make the ticket prices even more expensive by having to put on a dinner for you where you'll probably just want to eat somewhere else. So sort your own food out, but we'll be there for the party. Bring your team. And have I, th a I think time. it works really well. Having been to um, several different types of all the <laughs> I do feel that, because it is to me, it should be about the party. And I'm, I'm a bit of a party girl too. Um, and it's always much nicer just to have a wander and a chat and yeah. not be sad. Although like, the Underglobe has got tables, but it's... Um, but which is nice because like, a lot of us are getting older now. It is fully seated now. this year. So like, last year we now. had a mix. Um, last year we we did have a mix of um, seated and standing, but it is fully seated this year, so that everyone gets a seat with a goodie bag. Um, uh, just good because it well. can be thank you um and thank you to all the those that contributed um you know what i i think it can we're, we're an industry that loves to chat and it can be quite chaotic if you're having a lot of people standing up when you're trying to do an award ceremony where you really want to to give the time and the respect to the people that have entered mm. um so you know what we thought for the awards the tables will be out. Everyone will have a seat. But it does mean we're very limited on numbers. We have 300 seats. But bearing in mind, finalists will be seated at those. Um, sponsors will be seated at those. And judges will be seated at those. So when the tickets do go on sale, which will be in about a month's time, I think, about maybe six weeks, um, snap them up when you can. And there'll be sort of an early bird price on those as well. So do snap them up because once they're gone, we're not actually allowed to have more than 300 people in that venue. So we can't make any exceptions, I'm afraid. So once the tickets are gone off the website, they are gone. But um, don't miss out on a really fun night of partying and just awarding and recognising the amazing nail industry that has been under people's radar for for a while it's been it's it's almost been in the shadows of hair and makeup um for such a long time but nails is deserves its own pedestal and this is what this awards was created for and i do and i've always loved the uh the and i'm sure you still use it i like stand up and be recognized mm -hmm. um because it is it's just it's just such an important message to get across and I think having, you know, I mean, I have been fortunate. I do have my two scratch stars. My, I've got Salon of the Year Independent from 2014 and I've got my Services to Industry from 2017. And they both mean, I've got a lot of other rewards and they're all in a box still somewhere. But these are like, because they are lovely, but they they don't carry the same clout as a scratch star to me. And I, and I also want to, I want to say as well, because I know a lot of people do believe that there's, you know, that it's sort of who you know and all that kind of stuff. And I think this happens with every award scheme. But I have to say, having been on every side of it as a as an judge, as a judge, as a winner, as someone that's taken all the feedback, generally, I don't that there. And I know I've sat in the room with all the other judges, and this is one of the most fair processes that I have seen. And now we like we know whenever I've judged, especially since COVID, everything's done remotely. We don't sit chatting. We all do it on different days, yeah. and there is no collaboration over who we think should win 
and um and it's it is done very independently and and i just really want to emphasize that because i know people when they don't win feel like the person that won yeah. won because of and it's like it really isn't they won because they've scored slightly more points than you and sometimes i think we had a category last year where i know on my scoring i found it really hard to separate mm. people mm. And, and i think i had a draw across a few of mine last there were some that were so close oh. I just want to say thank you so much for saying that, Sue. It's, it's really appreciated because this this all rests on my head. Like, um, it's it's my reputation. Scratch Stars yeah. is my baby, and I I you know I answer to people about it, and it's been my mission to make it really fair. And I've sat as a judge on some other awarding, um, uh, on some awards and competitions, and you know I've I've taken and and from running this for a win, it's twelfth year now of Scratch Stars mm -hmm. awards. Every single year, I, I'll make a tweak or or you know, figure out how we can do some things differently because it has to be fair. What the hell is the point in putting on an awards where the right person isn't going to win? There's, there's absolutely no point in me putting my time and energy into doing that if the wrong person's going to get awarded. So, you know, what we do is is make it fair and transparent. All the score sheets come to me. I'm the only one that knows who the winner are. Like the winner is until a few weeks out of the event. Obviously, my team will know as well because we'll be getting all the assets ready. But um it is not in my interest whatsoever to fix anything. And there's no way I'd be able to do it. It's too under the microscope. Why would I want to? Yeah. Why would I want to fix it? it? It makes no sense. And I've heard of reward schemes before. That's like, well, if you don't buy a ticket to the party, um, you're yeah. not going to win anymore. And it's like, so you're forcing me to come to an event, even though I've worked really hard, I've proved that I'm a winner, I've scored enough. You're, because I can't come to an event for whatever reason, you're just going to give that to anyone. Someone that's paid, you know, £200 for a ticket because it's a money grab. That's what I've heard of before. And that shocked me completely. So we we um, try and give our finalists, we, we might have to change it a little bit this year, but we give our finalists like a, a really hefty discount on their tickets um, and we make it as cheap as possible. I think this year we are going to have to charge £25 um, for a finalist, but that's just to guarantee that they will turn up and have their seat um, because we've got these limited numbers, but ticket prices are about £100. So it is a huge discount and we're like, this is, we, we just need to know that you're coming because we do give out, we have in the past given out free tickets to finalists, but then they don't come for whatever reason on the evening. But if we we have them ticketed and we know they're coming, they've got their seat. So that's a slight change this year, but £25 for a ticket when you've had to pay nothing throughout to enter. Hopefully that's not too bad for people, but we just... I don't, I don't think that's unreasonable, actually. And I, and I think it's because, especially if it's seated, I think if it's... And as well, it's... I don't know. I mean, because you have given away, and, and I would add as well that Scratch has given away many awards when people aren't there, um, because of whatever reason yeah. they can't be there. And you won't ever withhold a prize because someone isn't there. Oh, no. Um, and so, yeah, £25 for me is like, yeah, 75% discount. For a fun night out in London and a photo yeah. with a, a, a handsome or a beautiful host, you never know. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. But I just wanted to cover as well, most mm -hmm. common error... Um, yeah. on the on the application forms because I think it's just a bit of advice on sort of like filling them out because they I know as a judge I've seen the application and what my piece of advice would be think about the word count because we have generally five finalists mm -hmm. um, and they even if you do 250 words your application um, will end up probably being about five or six pages and we don't have three days to do that so we've put a limit on it now because I remember one year that you were judging as well. I think someone's application was about 15 pages. So we've put a limit. So with that <laughs> word limit, really make sure that you're 
you're putting the most important points. Don't worry about it being the most perfectly written thing in the world. You know, not everyone's a writer. Just put, if it's asking you a question about, um, you know, what you do for your staff CPD, just put in bullet points and maybe put expand on one or two examples. Um, it shows that you're doing that. And if you've got evidence to support that, that's what we ask for as well. Um, so, yeah, don't waffle. <laughs> just like... Just yeah, get to be concise and to the point, literally be to the point and try to use different examples as yeah. well. And, you know, don't, don't use chat GPT because I will, I will know. Um, but it, it has to be about you. It has to be raw. It has to be honest. And like I said, we're not expecting anyone to be incredible writers. That's not going to work towards your points and skills. There isn't anything on the score sheet that's, you know, great writer, really, um, yeah. really well-written application. We don't care. We just want to see what you've done to to support um, those questions that we're asking you about your business and about your role. Um, when it comes to pictures, uh, please upload them to the right size. All the sizes are listed on the um, on the the entry forms on our website. You don't have to be a tech wizard. They can be photos from your phone, but we ask that you, you know it can be quite large photos because when it comes down to really popular categories, for example, gel polish stylist of the year. We'll be zooming in on those cuticles and we'll be zooming in on the application uh, on the application of the product. So, you know, we want to make sure that the photo is big enough to be crisp. We haven't got the time to go back to hundreds and hundreds of entrants, be like, your photos aren't good enough. Sorry. If they're not good enough for us to see anything, unfortunately, that's part of the rules and regs. It's part of the entry form. There's been six weeks to enter and to ask questions. If they're not great great photos that we can see that in we haven't got time to then then keep asking another thing is read the rules um you know we we do have because it's of the year there is a cutoff point to when you started now so we asked for a qualification that you received a minimum manicure qualification before the 1st of february 2023 because we are assessing you from the 1st of february 2023 to the 1st of february 2024 so you have to have had a minimum and you do have to upload that qualification. It doesn't matter what you upload um, as long as it is a recognised, accredited um, certificate um, that um, you you attained before that date, before the 1st of February 2023. And then we also ask for proof of your insurance to show that you are an actively working professional or salon that is insured. Um, and that insurance obviously has to be valid. And there's no leeway. I was the, asked the other day, oh, well, I've been doing nails for 10 months. Can I enter? No, um, it's off the year. So yeah, it's yeah. the 12 months. Next year you can, but no. And I just want to make a point about salons as well. Um even if you've been trading under the same business name, so, you know, Perfect 10 Salon, but you moved premises six months ago, that's not the same salon to us. We need to see you thriving in the same premises um, with the same team, catering to the same clientele in that premises um, for 12 months. So, um, yeah, a few people have said, well, um, you know, my salon just moved from Edinburgh to Glasgow. Um so, uh, you know, I've been trading under this name for 12 months. Yeah, but you haven't been in the same place. It's a completely different kettle of fish, as I'm sure you know, as a, as a former salon owner. Indeed. Um, and, and it is. And even, and even you know, doing what I've done, you know, like I'm sitting in my salon space that I created in my new, um, in my new abode up in Norfolk, <laughs> having moved from Kent. And and it's like, no, and it isn't currently a salon because I'm too busy doing other stuff to make this a full time, like to make this a working business. So um, this is sort of, yeah, going to become a different space. Yeah. So read the rules and regulations. And also, if if anything sparks from the application form, again, like we were saying earlier, 
if anything sparks um, ideas or thoughts, it's like, oh, maybe I'll just quickly go and change that now. Like a, a lot of things for social media star of the year, for example, and even for the salon entrance and the, the nail tech entrance, one of the most common flaws that I see is you go on their Instagram to go and have a look at their Instagram. There's no clear indication of where they're based or how to book. And mm. if I'm a consumer and I'm looking for someone that does um, amazing gel polish nail art and I've come across your Instagram page, I'm like, oh, my God, I love your designs. Oh, I don't know how to book and I don't even know if you're near me. I'm just yeah, going to go next, say, next hashtag down the list. If, and I, I do think that kind of your marketing presence, um, and, I've, and I know it's something that I've I've probably fed back on quite a lot when I've been judging, is like, I don't know where you are. I don't know how to book. Yeah, exactly. It's so basic, but it's, it's it, list? people forget it because they're so, they want to get all of their awards and everything about them in their Instagram bio, for example. But there's the, the basics have been forgotten. And it's a very easy mistake to make. Like, um, and it's just like, no, where are you? And how do yeah. I book? That's all I need to know as a consumer, as a client. Um, if, and as and, a judge, we do look for that. We yeah. are we're checking that kind of stuff. We are looking at your website to make sure that it's clear and it's concise and you have a price list on there. Mm -hmm. And that we're, we're going through your, your customer journey yeah. as a judge. Exactly. Um, that, couldn't have said it better. Yeah, perfect point. It's um, just think about the client and just think about what will be happening in the judging process to kind of evaluate you as a... You might, you might have someone like me that's quite pedantic. <laughs> well, I am picky though and I because I feel it's the value of of what we do mm. is that when we find that there's something that is amiss or that you've yeah. just you've, you could have scored higher mm -hmm. I will that because I know how yeah. valuable the feedback and sometimes my feedback can be really long but um but it's always but given with love for you as a professional to move forward and it's never given in a critical way it's always in a well hopefully in a constructive way and I yeah. know a lot of the judges do do that as well. Yeah. yeah, they do. It's really valuable. Um, but yeah, please read the rules and regulations. They are on the website. Um, but like I said, just don't leave it until next Sunday. And I'll also note, I will be on a plane uh, next Sunday in the last three hours um, before Scratch Stars closes. It closes at midnight and I land at 11.40. So I'd book, I'd book this flight before we, we actually extended the date and we were going to run just until today, actually. But we thought we'll do it until after Pro Beauty. Um, so we extend till 10th of March. I already had a flight book. So usually I'm on hand until midnight to answer any pressing questions and people, oh, I'm having problems with my application form. Oh, it's not yeah, going through. I've done that many Sorry, I won't be there to help. I will be flying. Um, yeah. So <laughs> um, do make sure <laughs> that you try and get your application in a little bit before, um, but by looking at it now. And um, I think, yeah, just, just be really careful that have a little look at it. And if there are any problems, it has at the top of the form. If this form does not work for you, email all of the details that the form asks you and attach the pictures, send them via Dropbox or WeTransfer or via email to scratchstars at scratchmagazine.co.uk. It's all there on the website. So if, if you have a problem, there is a solution. Um, and I will respond as soon as I can. But um, yeah, just please try not to leave to the last minute. I, I know I'm just preaching to a choir here because I would probably leave it to the yeah. last minute. I'm always last minute, Lucy. I'm, <laughs> I, whenever I've done entries, I'm usually there like at 10 o'clock that night going, oh, yeah. I've but, and also one really, really important thing I would recommend as well, get your questions 
put them on a Word document. I was about to say this. <laughs> and type your application out on a Word document because if there is any glitches on the site and you are typing live into the site with no record of what you're saying and something goes wrong, you could lose your whole application. So make sure you do your application in another format that you save before you start uploading it. Literally took the words out of my mouth. That was going to be my next point because yeah. the amount of distressed people, it's like, oh, I sent I it through, but there were too many people on the site and the form crashed. And I now I've gone back and everything's gone off of my thing. And and then people are stressing right until midnight. They're getting upset. They want to throw their computers out the window. Yeah, on, that's why I'm saying look at the questions today. Look and just start writing bullet points on a Word document that you can keep coming back to whenever you have those thoughts when you're laying in bed at night. Oh, yeah, I do that as well. I'll add that to my application. Have that all in a Word document and then you can leave it till next Sunday, uh, the 10th, yeah. when the deadline is to just plonk it, plonk it in the document, uh, yeah. in the application form and press submit. But have it all there and just start working on it now because it will. T it, it's not something you can really do last minute or do well last minute. No, absolutely not. Um, and also, I do, I can't remember what episode it is, but if you go back onto the Inspiring Someone Professionals web um, podcast, I do have a, a whole episode all about entering awards and my advice on what you need to do, which kind of covered, we've covered most of it today anyway, but just about the value of them and how you can utilise them to market your business more effectively. Um, before we finish up, Helena, I've got, um, Suzanne Clayton has joined us as well on our on oh, um, and we had Philip Holding here as well. And I can't, I can't think who else. Somebody else. A few people in here. We have been talking for quite a while. Um, which we knew we would. Us? No? Us. Yeah, I know. Um, just thought we haven't got wine. It'd be even worse. Right? Best to, best to do this early in the morning. Early for that. Yeah. Um, but Suzanne's asked um, about some texts don't do now a lot, um, but produce lovely nails. Will there be a category introduced without any nail art? Um, this is a question that she's been asked. So I'm presuming that's around gel polish because obviously gel polish at this point, I'm sure there's still an art element to it. Yeah. So we have gel polish stylist of the year. So, um, you know what, gel polish is so incredibly popular that we do ask for, you know, the gel polish stylist it, it to be taken to the next level. So producing flat art on nails is what's required um, in the trade test because it could potentially be very diff uh, difficult to differentiate between gel polish application on plain nails because um, so many people do it. There are um, eight trade test uh, trade test categories, that basically the ones that are required to come to London and show us what they can do on nails. Um, only four of those are art. So we've got gel polish stylist of the year, mixed media artist of the year, polish and paint artist of the year, and one stroke artist of the year. The other ones, Natural Nail Specialist of the Year. So that one is judged very differently because of the importance. So they're presented with um, a model and you have to, to assess their nail type and what you would do um, uh, in terms of a manicure to, to maintain their nails or keep uh, or or strengthen their nails, for example. Um, so that doesn't require really any any application or overlay unless the product that you, you deem fit um, warrants that. We have gel tech of the year. So that is creating um, either tip and overlay or sculpt, whatever it is to create a beautiful set of nail enhancements, pink and whites, uh, LMP, same kind of thing. And um, nail stylist of the year. Sorry, that is another art category that is asking for two nails that are um, 
basically utilizing as many skills as you can show to show how well-rounded as a as a nail stylist you are so there are lmp um tech of the year gel tech of the year and natural nail specialist of the year are categories uh, where you don't have to be an artist at all you just have to have amazing technical and uh i'm not going to use the word diagnostics we we do not diagnose but um awareness skills of of um what a client needs yeah is and it is i think it's just sort of like working out treatment plan isn't it yeah uh, and that, and that's what we do that's mm. what we're supposed to do is like we're so and if we something we're not sure of that we should not be diagnosing refer 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 mm. exactly. but um but I, th I think we've covered everything mm -hmm. I think. Did, did, um, did we say the deadline date enough we might say it again. And also, but also, I have some other dates written down here as well. Fifteenth is it? Fifteenth of April. We announce the finalists. We announce the finalists, and then the the most important night, twenty first of July, for the party. Yeah, don't book a holiday if you're thinking of entering. Don't book a holiday. It should be just when I think kids are breaking up from school. Yeah. So hopefully you're not going away straight away. So yeah. we do it as a nice kind of start to summer. A lot of people bring their teams. And because um, I know a lot of salons don't do Christmas parties because it's so busy. So a lot of them say that they come to the Scratch Stars as kind of their 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 midsummer party um, to get the team. When, when I had my team, it was like a big night out. <laughs> there you go. And now I just go, it's like just me, but you know, mates, don't care. Still go. But I suppose <laughs> but, I've got the benefit of like, like, I know so many people that I'll always have someone to sit with. I normally like, yeah. there's always people there. Good and it's, it's like, like we said earlier, a fantastic networking event, an opportunity to just be a part of the industry and chat to people. And, you know, there's lots of fun little things that we put around the venue. And um, yeah, I think tickets I haven't quite confirmed where they're going on sale at the moment. Because um, I've just got a few more things to, to tick off. Um, before I do that, but it'll probably be end of March uh, that tickets go on sale just before the finalists are announced on the 15th of April. Wonderful. So I think that's probably all we need to do on our live stream that will also be going up on the podcast later. Um, so thank you for everyone that's been watching and um, and yeah, just get those applications in and just use it as the learning um, development opportunity that it is because that's what this kind of award scheme is about, is about learning and growing as a professional. So and marketing your business that's Absolutely. what it's for it's for you it's for our industry to to highlight those that are doing amazing things and um are giving clients exceptional treatments and mm -hmm. if that sounds like you please enter and so many people say oh no i don't think i'm good enough how do you know unless you try um and like i said it can stay anonymous you don't need to tell anyone but just enter give it a go and who knows what might happen um and you might have well you won't have one of those stars actually i'm just going to get one of my stars actually <laughs> And we were talking earlier, like, mine have got damaged where I moved. They ended up in a lot of cold storage for a little while. So my, my labels are a bit damaged now. Um, this one's just about hanging on there. So it, and this way, they, they have changed now, haven't they? But these stars, like, they are so, I just, they are the most special thing I've ever earned in my career. And um, and I just think if you can have any of these, and I I know when I go to Hazel Dixon's because she's down the road from me now, and I've been into her place a few times, and she's I don't even know how many she's got. Oh, I, I've lost About count. eight, ten, yeah, maybe she's more. Got a lot, but um, <laughs> but they are, and I'm always very jealous that she's got so many, and Kirsty's got so many, but they are lovely, and um, and I cannot recommend like you know doing. I actually I've now just pulled that off. I really do need some new artwork. Heaven, so I'll get that corrected. <laughs> um, but they really are the most special awards, and. You and I really, and even if, and do you know what, as well, one thing I'd say as well is even if you aren't a dedicated one service nail tech, like you know, that you just do nails, if you are in, if you've got, because like the salon categories, you've got um, with the beauty with nails within it, haven't you? Mm -hmm. 
But even even if you're a beauty therapist that does nails, even if you're a hairdresser that does nails, whatever you are, you don't have to be a just like you know one one trick pony kind of nail technician. That isn't what this is about. It's about anyone that that serves clients doing nails. Ten, ten hours a week is what we ask for um, on doing nail work. Um, yeah. So if you're if you know what's that ten appointments maybe sometimes. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, if you're doing ten hours a week worth of nails, oh okay, you're you know you're doing forty hours over the space of a month. Um, then you know you're doing enough nails to be warranted. Um, so even if even if you work, I don't know, in an estate agency in the week and you do nails on like you know a Thursday, Friday night, and a Saturday, then well, you're, Sarah, you're Sarah Rushworth, our home nail salon of the year winner. She she had full time job and she she did nails in the evenings and at the weekends. But yeah. she creates such an amazing experience for her clients and such wonderful nails that that she she scooped the the top title. And um, you know, I think one day she hopes to take it take it um further. Um, but yeah, I mean just look at some of our past winners it's amazing we're just recognizing people who are doing amazing things in nails for their and for their clients so um look at the categories we've got nail team of the year if you're a salon team oh, yes. your design team deserves to be recognized we've got social media star of the year that doesn't necessarily have to have to be a nail tech it's someone that you know it could be a nail enthusiast or it could be someone that is raising the profile of nail brands and um you know and what's out there so there, there's 18 categories go and take a look at them scratchmagazine.co.uk slash scratch stars all the dates are on there all of the categories are on there. All of the rules are on there. Knock yourself out. And my email address is on I will there. Put links, I'll put links on the on um, my Facebook um, feed as well so that people can see those. So I'm going to stop the stream now because we carried on again. <laughs> we can't stop ourselves, can we? Um, so thank you, everyone, for um, paying attention. And do go enter. I hope you found that really informative. Um, Helena, uh, I've known since 2011 when I first opened my bricks and mortar salon and she came to see me so that I could be in scratch pads. And we've had a really um, lovely relationship ever since. And she's a really special person who advocates for our industry in a way that many um, non-nail techs don't. So thank you so much to Helena for being part of the podcast today and part of my Facebook feed. Um, and do, 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 go and enter. I'm going to put all of the entry details into the show notes. And please, please do take the awards that you enter seriously. Do make sure you read the rules. Do make sure that you follow the guidelines and that you do the best application you can. Try and be concise. Try and be um, full of the right information and not keep repeating the same information. You know, if you're a professional you will have so many examples of different scenarios that you've dealt with so use different ones show your um, broadness of experience and that you know and understand your clientele you know and understand your business you know and understand your craft that is what a quality awards um, scheme will be looking for so that's that and I'm going to try and see if I can do some live podcasting or semi-live from the event. So let's see what happens. It might be that I just do some recordings and then share them next week when I get back. We'll see how that goes and see if technology is my friend. Um, anyway, that's it for now. So I will see you soon. Hopefully I'll see you at this weekend's events. And if not, then I will be speaking to you soon. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Inspiring Salon Professionals. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe, leave a review and share with fellow industry professionals that you think may enjoy the show. 
Links and further information can be found on the show notes or on my website, www.suedavies.org. Here you can also find some downloadable free guides that you may find of use. You can also hear from me and join the inspiring Salon Professionals community on my Facebook group. Thanks again and see you next time. Bye for now.